Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Oh, hello and welcome to Sports Day Thursday night. Scotty Sattler and Jason Matthews coming to you live from the Sports Day studio. Plenty going on uh, off the air pre-show. Sats. Is being we're talking educated your kids, me. we're talking steaks. Hello, listeners. Hello, Woogie. Oh, mate, I'm good. Are you good? How's the leg? How's the gout? No, my arthritis is, I'm still on crutches at the moment. And I know why you've got it, because you're going out for a huge meat lunch tomorrow. I am. And your Christmas t- party. Yeah, and you're telling me you're going to have a giant rump, and this is why you're getting your gout, mate. Look at it's me. gout. Listen to me. Oh. I'm a fit, healthy human being. <laughs> Right? There's nothing that can kill me, right? If I want to paint an image to the listeners of what Jace looks like, think Star Wars, Jabba the Hutt. Oh, that's not nice. And then Jace. I thought, I thought we were going to say Luke. <laughs> hey, um, what is the best cut of meat, you reckon? Rum. Every day of the week. See, I like rump domestically at home on the barbie. I refuse to have a T-bone, and you know why? Because <laughs> the bone is where some meat could be, so it's a waste. Good point. Yeah. I've outgrown rump. I feel it. Scotch fillet, all I that stuff. I feel it is for very – and Wagyu is for very wealthy I don't even people. know. Do you understand the marble rubbish they go on with? Like the marbling is 42%. It's like, what? And and as if I know which area Just it's give me a from. slab of rump. <laughs> give me a cow. I don't care. Rip its horns off and wipe its ass and throw it straight on the plate. Language. Come on. <laughs> but I've outgrown all those. I, I'm actually onto tomahawks. Yeah, Pure. overrated. Purely for the size. Too chewy. No, no, they're not. Yeah, they are. I slow cook mine for three hours, mate. They are absolutely. Oh, God, now I'm hungry. This is not a good sign. What's the is best it? cut of meat? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. I'm a rump man. Is that? Yes, but what meat do you like? <laughs> Bang! <laughs> There's your last laugh, right there. Cop that, kids. Um, all right, I'll say that. And you just had a crack at me for telling one of my daughters that I love her. I'm not allowed to say I yeah. love her. The reason why I laugh is because you've got identical twins and you actually don't know which one you're telling that you love. <laughs> actually, I don't. That is that's the, the weird thing about they're, it. Actually, they're not, uh, they're not identical, thank God. Mm. Otherwise, I w- I'd have no idea. Mm. I'd have no- and plus, they would play tricks on me. They would do that because they're evil. My uh, twin girls. Hey, um, big show tonight. What was the first? Can you remember what your first reaction was when you found out you were having twins? I can't say it on air. (laughs) (laughs) There's no way. That'd be, I mean, it would be great, but it would also be a little bit of torture. And it cost us a fortune. Yeah, true. It was IVF. Mm. So it was a double whammy. And you know I like to count my money just to make sure everything's going all right. So you go through all that and then, and we're very blessed to have, twins. Mm. It's very nice. 
Thanks. Anyway, too serious. Tim Zoo last night. Jesus. That was a good fight. He was serious. 12 rounds. Yeah, it was a good – it was an okay fight. I think he did enough. Why um, is it okay? Like, was it, do you think it was just going through the motions? I thought there was a method to his madness. I, I think the game plan was to get 12 rounds out. I don't think it was about knocking him out. I know he said that he was going to knock him out in, in the sixth round, but realistically, I think both he and his, his, um, his team was about getting as many rounds out as possible. Right. I think Tim Zhu knew from the really early exchanges that in, in a way was, wasn't going to hurt him, even if he hit him. And he did, he did hit him a couple of times, and Tim Zhu just walked straight through it. He was tough to Keshi in a way, but I don't think he was ever going to beat Tim Zhu, hence why he was a dollar five. Yeah. So, um, no, he didn't knock him out, and because and he didn't knock him out because in a way it was tough, but he was also really prepared and fit. You could just see how fit he was, and it's it is hard to stop people when they come in really well prepared as well. Yeah, um, it was it was good to see him animated uh, post fight. He had this to say. Man, honestly, I think that was the best thing that could have happened. Uh, getting good twelve rounds in uh, before I hit the the big time, and. Um, I'll be back in the gym, man. I've got to be. I've got to be. I've got to be well more prepared than that. Because I'm going to. I need to take these guys out, and I need to keep taking them all out one by one. So the grind. The grind continues. Do you have a message for the WBO and Brian Castagna? You boys, finish your your little honeymoons and start get back in the gym and start training. I'm coming for all of you, every single one of you. Now I didn't see the fight, and, I, and I'm not a big boxing fan like you. Uh, I'm gathering that all of his next opponents are on a honeymoon together. They're on Love Island. <laughs> yeah. that. It's a boxing mm. version of Love Island. Oh. Yeah, no, you know, was he at his best? No. I thought he looked pretty sluggish, actually. But what he did do is he he just chopped down Takeshi Inoue just piece by piece around the body, which what he does really well. But um, I think he even admits that he wasn't at his best. Um, but he's the mandatory... He's the man, number one mandatory for the WBO title. So he's got to fight Brian Castaño. If he doesn't have to have a rematch, because this Castaño, the Argentinian, yeah. and that'll either happen here or in America. Now, Tim Zhu's saying, I grew up watching all the world title fights in America. Mm. Let's go to America. Let's win the title and get the belt, and let's bring it back to Australia, and let's host all these world title fights in Australia. Yeah, I- a lot of great Aussie boxers have gone to Vegas to fight. And been and be, robbed. Be, absolutely. You don't want that to happen. Jeff Phoenix, the perfect example against yeah. Azuma Nelson. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Uh, Danger's in on the text early tonight. What a fantastic fight. Go, Wonder Boy. How the hell are we all going today, boys? And your gout sats from your Danger mate, from your mate Danger, whatever. It, so it, people are concerned about your gout. It's not gout. It is, mate. I know what gout's like. Did you just swear? No. Uh, Lou, she's one of our favourite listeners from Nanango. I love Nanango. Nanango is beautiful. I love Lou. Um, she says, I feel it all day long. Lou also says that you used to come into work with gout at least once a month. I know what gout is, Woogie and listeners. This is not gout. This is arth- I get arthritis in my feet. Yeah, there's no rain around, but anyway, go ahead. And my feet blow up. Gout, How do you think I feel? Gout at- attacks one little joint. Mate, you don't – there's nothing – there's no shame in having gout. Our listeners, make Sats feel better and accepted. 0457 736 736. Do you have gout? We'd love to hear from you tonight. Let's open up the gout hotline and let's let's all share. (laughs) 1-300 gout. (laughs) (laughs) And and we can all be 
a supportive group to each other. Mm. Uh, ben Huxley from Griffith Rump Steak. Yeah, and Greg from Gundagai. Hey, boys, the best cut of meat is exactly what said, Sat said, the rump. You know the rump, it, it's easy. It's easy to cook. Mm. It's basic, and it's one of the cheapest. <laughs> it is good. Yeah. Mate, when I – when. The missus and I first got together. We had no money. We were living off round steak. Oh, that's what you feed your pets. Yeah, well, that's you, Do you know, know um, struggle street, mate. My dad has thirty seconds each side. It is as blue as it can come yeah, nice. when it gets onto your plate. But you know what, though, you should go out and buy eye filler or whatever you want. We've got no problems sometimes going to a pub and paying thirty bucks or whatever for a steak. Why wouldn't you spend twenty bucks on a decent? piece of steak and cook it at home. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's not. 0457 736 736. What is the best cuts? And also, Can I, uh, should only ever, share your gout stories. N- you can't multiple flips of your steak. Can't no, do it. one side each. One side, that's it. But see, I've even taken that now. I just cook my meat over coals now. Mm. Over coals. Not, not the supermarket, but <laughs> actually, you know, this little $85 jumbuck I got from uh, Bunnings. Do you know there's a Facebook page for $85 Jumbuck from Bunnings? 60,000 followers on this one. And we just put up pictures of meat and booze. <laughs> and they go, how long did it take you to cook that uh, piece of meat? Go, oh, 12 beers. Like, there's no time <laughs> ever, ever stated. And I tell you what, it's one of the best things for men's health. Blokes get around, the neighbours come around, we've all got them. Roy Simmons used to say that and on, we, his, we have on a his beer. drive home. He used to live in this place just outside of Penrith called Wallachia. Yep. And it's about 15, 20 minutes, about 15 or so minutes outside of Penrith. And he used to always say it's, you know, it's, it's one and a half tallies or yep. it's never time. It's just always tallies. While he's driving. He may not have been driving at the time. <laughs> Someone else may have been driving. Foot in mouth. Hey, listen, before we get into a sports update for New Farm Australian through and through, Cam Smith last night was on the show and he was pretty open, Sats, and um, it was good. It, it felt like it was just three of us sitting around and you asked him, you know, some really good questions and we've got to know Cam because he comes into our studio all the time and, you know, being in Queensland and stuff and I, I thought, and, and I got feedback as well, the salary cap scandal, how he opened up on that mm. and I, I know it's come out today as well. This has been a bit of talk around it. Um, if you missed it last night, um, this is what Cam had to say on how he and the team found out about the salary cap scandal at the Melbourne Storm. Craig walked in and as soon as I as soon as he walked in and I remember looking at I just I remember looking at his face and I actually thought I actually thought it was something that happened maybe to like one of his family members or someone close he stood up in front of us and, and pretty much delivered the news of what had what had been uncovered and then followed up with the penalties that were that were handed down to us, and then pretty much once he delivered that news, like he he just walked out of the room straight away. Like he just couldn't sit in there and 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 face us really anymore. Fourteen players were forced to move on from that squad um, in 2010, which is pretty much mm. half of your squad <laughs> moving on. And they, and they weren't just you know you sort of everyday players or rookies. Like we had some world class players that moved on that year. Yeah, we bounced back the next year. Craig put together a, a sort of a makeshift squad and we ended up winning the minor premiership in 2011. Yeah, there you go. That's amazing. A minor premiership 12 months after having the guts of your club just absolutely ripped out. Now, love or dislike the Melbourne Storm and what happened through that period, to be able to, to have to reset and start again and then 
I remember when they had to play for no points for the rest of the year. Mm. If they did play for points, they still finished, from memory, I think it's like fifth or sixth on the premiership ladder if they did play for points. And yeah, wow. to turn up every day and train and yeah. play, and it gives you a real reality check of why you actually played the game originally. It's not about money. It's not about notoriety. It's just about playing the game because you love it. Yeah, incredible. Mm. He was very open with us last night, uh, Cam Smith. Hey, listen, uh, apart from gout stories, Mm. Uh, I want to know if anyone else is on that $85 Jumbuck uh, Bunnings page because it's outstanding. I want someone to back me up on this. Hot topic tonight. Who's the greatest sports person from the 90s? We did the 80s. The greatest or who's the first one that comes to mind? Well, first one. Well, normally that is the greatest, right? First one that comes to mind for me, Steve Waugh. Okay. Why? Oh, when you think well, 90s, he's my hero. why is he the first that comes to mind? Well, he's my hero. Yep. Um, but having said that, there's two others, and I know you love one of these I'm going to mention, and that's Paul Kelly from the Swans. Outstanding. He's, he's my favourite AFL player of all time. There you go. Love him. The other one, Tony Lockett, he's good, mate. Mm. Those two boys, what they did for football in Sydney, when football I mean Aussie rules, by just turning up and giving their all each week is incredible. And I, I reckon you go as – I don't think anyone else has had a bigger impact – on AFL in Sydney yeah, than right. Tony Lockett and Paul Kelly. I thought I think in the 90s from a rugby league perspective, the Broncos, uh, 92, 93, 97, 98, and then obviously out of the 90s, 2000 premiers, Alfie Langer was, he was a rock star during the 90s when it came to rugby league. He, when I think rugby league, I think 90s, I think Alfie. When it comes to world sport, First person I think of in world sport, I think Tiger Woods, 97, 21-year-old, wins the Masters. Yeah, I forgot about Tiger. Probably never happened again. Yep, it's like, yep, it's yep. like Tyson when he won the – he wasn't old enough to drink a beer at 20 in America when he won the world title in, in the ah, 80s. forgot about Woods. Yep. And um, when I think the, the incidents, the biggest incident of, 1990, of the 1990s – Tonya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan. Was that the 90s? That was, the, that was for the 94 Winter Olympics. So, of course, that I, Tonya famous movie where Nancy yeah, Kerrigan um, had her legs, tried to have her legs broken, or someone had her legs broken. Yeah. Um, they ended up convicting someone of that, and Tonya Harding wasn't held responsible for the, for the actual act. But in saying that, from an incident point of view, that's, that's what I remember from the 90s. Ben... Either from Huxley or Ben Huxley says Michael Jordan, 90. Michael Jordan, yeah. Gee. Oh, this is a hard one tonight. Mm. 0457 736 736. When we say the 90s, which sports person comes to mind? Or it could be an event as well. When we say the 90s, think sport. What is the first thing that pops into your head? Can also throw one up, which I think is still today for me, is the one that still brings tears to my eyes is the uh, Atlanta Olympics, which was 96. Two was Barcelona. Um, Janet Evans, the famous female swimmer for America, carrying the flame, goes up the stairs and hands it on to Muhammad Ali, a shaking Muhammad Ali from Parkinson's, who then lights it. I think about it now, and I still watch that footage today, and it's the one that still brings a, a lump to my throat in the 90s. Okay, 0457 736 736. Getting lots of texts around steak tonight. Your favourite cut, how you cook it, one or that. I'm starving now. Uh, and the greatest moment in sport from the 90s or person, we'd love to hear that as well. Uh, quickly, before we go to a break, uh, great news for the Melbourne cricket supporters. 
100,000 fans allowed at the Boxing Day Ashes Test. That is great news today. Thank you, governments, for allowing us to do something. Really appreciate it. Don't a, be facetious. There's a lot of, I'm not getting into it, mate, because I have got time. There's a lot of NRL news around. Thanks for giving us back our rights. The, the stuff that we no, the should be allowed to do. Because you're upset about oh, the yeah. word allowed. You're allowed to have 100,000 rather than yeah, just saying yeah. 100,000 going to the Boxing Day test. They're the ones that make the rules. Mm. They're communicating to us as a population that, you know yep. what, we're going to allow you to have 100,000, but guess what? Mm-hmm. Step out of line, we'll take it away from you as quick as you blink. I- <laughs> I say Isaiah Papali is also signed uh, with the West Tigers today. Don't get into this right now. We're going to talk to Michelle Bishop next yep. from Channel 7. Also, you can hear in the morning with uh, Vossi. We'll get to that next. Sports update. New Farm's products are formulated with the highest quality right here in Australia. New Farm, Australian through and through. This is Sports Day for the all-new Kia Sportage. It's been unleashed. Michelle Bishop joins us next. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Welcome back to Sports Day. Thursday nights, uh, time to talk rugby league. Your favourite thing, Sats, boxing, rugby league and... NFL. NFL. Uh, this this lady's the best in the business, in my opinion. I used to work with her years ago. She played just... rugby league with her husband, you know. Did you? Yep. Oh, there you go. And Michelle the Bishop from 7 News is on holidays. And, of course, you can hear her weekday mornings with Vossi. Hello, Michelle. Good afternoon, gents. Uh, what an afternoon it is. Plenty happening in the world of rugby league, but then again, there's always something happening, isn't there? Well, the big the big news story today, which is the Eels have lost another uh, gun front row, or not front row, Second forward, row. forward, to the West Tigers this time, Isaiah Papali, he's gone. He's Well, he's gone at the end of 2022. Yeah, absolutely. And look, this was um, well and truly in the making for the last couple of months. And it's uh, he signed, obviously, a three-year deal to join the West Tigers on some mega bucks um, around that $600,000 a season uh, Mark, and look, I do have to say, uh, Tim Sheens is getting a lot of the credit for this one. And while it's great and the timing and all fitting well that Tim Sheens is here and he's finally, uh, you know, well, it's nearly been a week that he's, he's been back for, um, the credit here has to go to Michael Maguire, uh, and, and believe it or not, their former, uh, football manager, Adam Hardigan, because this, as I say, has been in, in around the scenes. Discussions have been going on for some months now. And it was the relationship that he has with Michael Maguire, of course, of, uh, because of his time with the New Zealand, uh, sort of squad that he built a relationship there with Michael and I think that was the the, the thing and, and probably the money that got him over the line mm. so what a huge win for the West Tigers um, and look you know it does cause a whole heap of problems I guess for Parramatta they must be sort of sitting there thinking wow where do we go from here I know there's a lot of Parramatta fans out there Michelle that would be jumping up and down saying how can we not keep one of our best forwards from 2021 does it purely come down to the the available money they've got in a salary cap. They've got so many key players they've got to re-sign and Papa Lee, unfortunately, probably comes at the back of that group, doesn't he? Yeah, look, and when you say uh, what type of player he was, what a breakout year. Yeah. Uh, 25 games for Parramatta and, look, massive tackle tackle rate. Um, his running game, huge stats there as well. He was just, uh, he was a sensation. And that was off the back of uh, a pretty average stint at the Warriors. He was sort of thrown a, a bit of a lifeline, I guess, 
to the Parramatta Eels. But look, you know, money talks and we all have to keep reminding one another that this is a business. And I will say to the Parramatta fans that uh, a lot of people screaming and, and upset about the whole scenario that him and, and same with Nia Cora, who they lost, uh, you know, earlier last week uh, to the Warriors for a lengthy stint with them. Um, you know, they're, they're not crazy guys. They're going to still put in for the 2023 mm. season. Uh, 2022 season. You're going to get the best out of them, you know, for the next 12 months. So mm. obviously in 2023, their allegiances, you know, with their clubs will change. But you're right. They are in all sorts of trouble. But I can only think that uh, they have prioritised the likes of Clint Gutherson, which you would, Reid Marnie, uh, you know, obviously Dylan Brown, Junior Paulo, because all those guys are, are off um, after next year. And those, uh, you know, they're deep in discussions. And I, and I guess, as, as you say, they've got to be a priority and they've got to have some money left in that salary cap to be able to spend on those, those bigger names. Question for both but, of um, you. Yeah, I've got a question for both Sorry. of you around Papali. Do you think one of the reasons he has made the decision was he was playing off the bench as well? Does he want well, to be a he starter? He finished the season off the bench, didn't he, why, Michelle? But, but why? I don't know. I don't know whether Brad Arthur went along the lines in the in the finals, which was size matters. You need the bigger the forward pack, the more damage we can make. And Papa Lee is a smaller forward, a more mobile forward, and maybe he come on the back of the halves yeah. and, and um, be able to be more useful there, Michelle. So I think... Um, I think what really has played a part here is what Michelle's touched on is that you only very Definitely rarely not. get an opportunity to earn really good money, and this will be the biggest yeah, paycheck right. you'll probably ever have. Now, and I, yeah. I, I do have to say just quickly, though, that the uh, the West Tigers, they've obviously sent, sent out a, a press release today on this, and they've said that, you know, they, they say that he's... I have to agree with them in that they haven't played, played his best football yet. Like, he's got so much potential and uh, I mean you know we, we've the biggest thing there though now is that uh, some dramas for the West Tigers where I have to ask you guys where does that leave Luciano Leilua um he's got one season remaining on his contract the deal that he had was around, was worth around 450,000 I know he told the club that he was often uh, you know going to look for, for something elsewhere but he's up he's asking upwards of uh, $650,000 and I just don't know where that's going to leave those, those contract negotiations with Luciano started way back in August mm. and you know that the West Tigers have always been so heavily criticised for just, you know, playing things out and being so slow. Well, they've sort of surprised everybody with this one. Yeah, it's an interesting one with Luciana because I think he's one of their best players, Michelle. I think you'd probably agree he's, he's had he's been probably one of the most devastating players for, for the West Tigers whenever they've had a win. But I've always asked the question, Michelle, around what's the environment like after the, the breakup with, with BJ Lalua's brother? Is it is it tumultuous? Is it, un- is it an uneasy environment with Luciano? Look, that's that's something that's, that's obvious and probably, you know, internally that question can be answered. Um, I, the more players I ask, um, I've got good relationships with a fair few of those players, a lot of the senior boys, and they tell me that Madge is great. They tell me that it's not, um, that they don't know, you know, where it all comes from. There's obviously, obviously personality clashes in every side. I mean, at one stage when they were going to flick, um, or there was discussions of flicking Michael Maguire, I, I stand by, I had three extremely influential senior players in that side that said that if Madge goes, we go. Mm. So I'm not quite sure. And I just think it's important that we have the conversations. They've, they've backed him. They've given Madge, um, you know, a, 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 an opportunity to continue. Those talks have been, you know, put to the side now. And it's situations like this that we're talking now here today, this Papalihi, this, the credit has to go to Michael, Michael Maguire. Oh, I just think it's a little bit like the Broncos. Benny Eichen will take a lot of pressure off Kevy Walters. Tim Sheens will take so much pressure off Michael Maguire. Now let's look at Manly. Dylan Walker, I'm led to believe, is he looking at signing a new deal? 
Yeah, well, this is a big turnaround because he's been, um, you know, quite publicly been an anti-vaxxer and he's just recently uh, opted to get the jab, the first one, and a bit of a sweetener with it with Manly. Um, he's inked a new one-year deal, so a one-year contract. And look, you have to say Manly's been pretty solid when it comes to Dylan Walker. He's had some off-field indiscretions and look, he is a quality player, um, but it's his ability, I guess, to be able to play a number of positions. Um, they obviously lost Craig Cust last week. Um, I think he's gone off overseas, but he'll be um, he'll be good in and around you know whatever position Des wants to you know wants to throw him at. But uh, sort of the fact that someone who has been so vocal uh, around that whole vaccination, I got a bit of a shock and sort of had to you know ask myself twice: Did he really do that? Because I honestly thought he'd be one of those players that go all the way and, and opt out of it. So mm. that's um, some great news for Manly fans. Now uh, we've got that list of players we've read throughout the last two weeks: the unvaccinated players, uh, led by Jason Taumalolo and. And Josh Papali'i, but Appy Coruscant were reading this morning that Penrith Panthers, well, they may have to play without Appy for a, a number of matches next year if he doesn't get vaxxed. Well, look, isn't this a different scenario? And I have to um, credit the Panthers for the way they've approached this as well. They've um, they're sort of not saying, well, you know, you're not playing. They've actually sat him down and talked about a possible pathway for him to get through next year. And I did talk about this with Vossi on the radio this morning. I said, this all sounds very good and all positive. And, yep, look, you're probably going to have to sit out the Titans and this match and that match because we all know they can't play in Victoria and in Queensland. And there's all the issues with airlines and, and stadiums and all the rest of it. Um, but to sit down and sort of, you know, map out something that's going to accommodate him because he's in quite a vulnerable situation. He's also looking for a deal mm. beyond next year. Um, and, and the fact that they uh, they must think so highly of him to sit down and have these uh, discussions. And I know that some of the players have been a little bit concerned and, and not they're supportive of, of, of his situation and understanding because I think you'll find with Abby Corrissau that it is actually uh, relates to a medical condition. He's had some history in the past in and around vaccinations. And that's where this comes from. This is not, not just a stance that I don't want that stuff in my body or I'm you know, just going to you know, seek some publicity. So I think that's why the Penrith Panthers have been so, I, I guess, accommodating. But I put it to you guys. You know, tell me in round six and, and uh, Penrith's had two back-to-back losses and, and then the next week uh, Appy's not available, it's going to be ugly. I'd There's be going to be a lot of pressure on the coach. There's mm. going to be a lot of pressure in and around the team. Um, it, it's, it's going to be unsettling. So, I mean, as I say, it all, all looks great now and we can sit down and map as much of a pathway out mm. as, as we, we feel like we should. But when it comes to the crunch and the pressure's on, good luck with that one. Mm. Yeah, we spoke about that. I think last night, Sats, like, as a teammate, I'd be really disappointed. We need you right now and you can't play because you're, you're not double vaxxed. But then if there's health reasons attached yeah, to it, perhaps. it's a completely different conversation. Hey, um, mm. I want to go back to another player who's looking for a club, Josh Hodson. Is, is he, yeah. where's he, I'm hearing St. George, I'm hearing West Tigers. Michelle, where's he going? Yeah, and no, I look pretty much, well, um, my sources tell me that he will be at the West Tigers very soon. Um, there's some stuff playing out in the background with that one as well, because if I, if you do recall at one stage, the West Tigers had even, um, you know, sort of targeted Appy Coruscant there. But, um, I think, I think the financial situation that, um, both clubs, because obviously the, the Canberra Raiders have obviously got a tip in, um, and, and the West Tigers, and I think that's the hold up there is, is who's going to tip in what. Um, and it, you know, once once they, I guess, have a have a couple of beers or a cup of coffee and work out a few figures, you'll see Josh Hodson at um, at Concord. Um, I'm actually off to to the Raiders uh, training. They they're all back uh, for their preseason that starts tomorrow for them. So I do expect to see Josh Hodson uh, still in the lime green for a bit. But 
I'd give it only not much more than a week and, and you'll see him make the transfer. I'm pretty confident about that one. Is it the West Tigers only, Michelle, because of the relationship between Ricky, Michael Maguire and now Tim Sheens? Um, well, it was just a win-win for both sides, I think, and they've obviously had, um, you know, been able to um, have decent conversations in and around it. Um, I, you know, relationships are key to everything, aren't they? So, yeah. uh, but but then so are egos when it comes to when you sit down and do do, do your figures and, and work out where your budget's at. Um, that can often stall a lot of things, and I think that's what's been the case here. And obviously, uh, uh, Hodgson's manager, it's his um, his his gig to be able to get uh, the best price and, and best uh, solution for his player so that there's obviously a third party involved in this one as well. He's a good pickup. He's a good oh, he's, get. He's a very he's a good get. Well, you, look at, oh. you look at now, you look at Josh Hodgson and you look at um, Tyrone Peachy yeah. as well. I mean, the, the Tigers start looking at a, a top bottom of the top eight side. And I'm concerned about yeah, the Raiders. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Sorry. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, and I'm con- on the other side of the corner, I'm concerned about the Raiders next year. Yeah, I am too. You know, oh, let, look, I, I, I think they'll go through a, a transition period. I don't think, you know, the, the most unfortunate thing for the Raiders is they, they, you know, obviously came off the back of a, a huge season, you know, a couple of years ago. And that, that was a, I guess that was a, a window frame that they, they missed out on. Winning a grand final, they were there and obviously fell short. But, um, yeah, there have been some, some dramatic changes at the Raiders and Ricky does certainly have his work cut out. But I'm sure, um, you know, he's, he's good with his juniors. He's got some, some, you know, decent players coming through the system. I'm sure Ricky always finds a way. Okay. Before we let you go... Um, Can you settle those kids down in the background? Yeah, yeah, Can they're a bit noisy. a parent or something? Yeah. This, this they're is, out of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> um, PVL Stadium, uh, that'll be built somewhere in the west. Where do you reckon that's going to be, if it happens? You know... Well, definitely uh, around sort of you know the Campbelltown Liverpool area, and I think it's I think it's awesome. Uh, and let's just another example of Peter Volandi's, um, you know, actions speak louder than words. This is what he first said when he very first came into the NRL. Hang on, where are our assets? He's pretty yeah. business savvy. What's doing? Yeah. We've got nothing. We own. I mean, they own the building they're in. That's about it. And it's pretty disgraceful considering how long the NRL's been operating for. So. You know, he's obviously got, had so much on his plate to, to rectify. Probably, in my opinion, didn't have to go as far as some of the rule changes, but hey, he can't be perfect at everything. But he's got us through, you know, the world pandemic. He's done a whole lot of things. And now he's uh, looking at this whole situation with, well, right, what are we going to buy to cement our future? And, you know, obviously the AFL's got their own stadium there in uh, in Melbourne. Um, I think it's great. And, and, and the fact that where he's targeting out west, uh, out, out, out in the southwest, which is fantastic. That's, you know, rugby league heartland. And the fact that he's going to be able to make money off it, so obviously give opportunities to some of the grassroots clubs, mm. um, offer it out to other codes for, for money, and also the entertainment industry, right, like in the middle of the West there, I think is a great idea. And certainly, you know, a step in the right direction anyway. Yeah, I can imagine a statue of PVL out the front, Sats. Could you see that? I could. I could <laughs> as well. <laughs> Absolutely. New South Wales as well. Yeah, of, of course, yeah. Uh, all right, we're going to let you go. Michelle, I look forward to hearing you tomorrow morning on Vossi and, of course, seeing you again uh, when you come back from your long break uh, on Channel so 7 yeah. News. What yeah. break? What uh, you, break? Aren't you on a break? <laughs> Aren't yeah, you? break from seven for a bit. Yeah. So you'll still see my, my head on sunrise on Saturdays, but yeah, having a little bit of a break from seven nightly news. Good on you, mate. Good on you. Uh, we'll catch you again soon. Thanks for joining us on Sports Day. Thanks, gents. This is Sports Day. Time to get to a break for the all-new Kia Sportage. It's been unleashed when we come back. Uh, hot topic in your text. And tonight...
greatest sporting stars of the 90s. We'll get to those. Got next. something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Uh, good to have you back. 0457 736 736 is our text number. Scott Sattler, Jason Matthews here tonight. Badge back on Monday, December 6. Uh, taking your text tonight, uh, when we say the 90s, which sporting moment or sports person do you think of? Sats, the text machine is blowing up tonight. It is, it is. And thanks for all your texts. And we're going to get to uh, some of your favourite cuts, your state cuts, and also some advice around... Your gout. Around gout as well, which I don't have. <laughs> you but do. appreciate uh, your involvement and your input. Dallas Cowboys winning the 92-93 and, of course, the 95 Super Bowls. The Doggies winning the 95 NRL Premierships. That's Matt from Dora Jimmy Creek. Johnson. What a great coach he was at he the Cowboys. Was. Now, I forgot about this, and I shouldn't forget about this. Um, Mark says, unfortunately, the infamous Super League in 1997. Launched in 95, didn't get off the ground in 96, got off the ground in 97. I remember the first round of 96 we were meant to play Canberra. Of course, they're a Super League team. The game was classed as a bye. And the ARL team, which was the South Queensland Crushers, got the two points. Yeah, wow. So we didn't play round one against Canberra if you played a Super League team. You know what, though? I, I didn't follow rugby league during that period because South, you know, being booted out. That's all new to me. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I wonder how many other people stopped watching the game. Oh, a lot of people did. A lot of friendships were broken as well. The 97 ARL grand final, Newcastle versus Manly. Still today, I, I think it's the best grand final I've ever seen. Uh, in relation to uh, those that era, um, there is also one here about uh, Pete Sampress. Athlete would have to be Pete Sampress. And also the incident where Monica Sellis was attacked by a fan with a yeah. knife. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she was... Uh, she was Dominating the 90s, Monica Sellis, before that happened. Uh, again, in relation to uh, the first person or first sports star that comes to mind in the 90s, greatest sportsman of the 90s worldwide for me it was Michael Jordan. Of course, six premierships or championships in the 90s. That's Shagger from Lismore. They won 91, 92, 93. He then left and went and played baseball. That's right. Came second back. second division yeah. baseball, yeah. 94, 96, 97, 98. So they went two three-peats in one decade. Mm. Quite amazing. Yeah. Quite amazing. Um, also, in relation to um, sports stars back in the 90s, uh, Brian Lara's 501 not out in 1994. 501. Remember the jeans 501s? Yeah. He got a sponsorship from Levi as well out of that. Oh, he did not. Ben, Tiger, Huxley, Griffith. You just made that up. No, he didn't. He did. He did. Uh, morning, my favourite sports stars, gents, Mike Doohan. I thought it was – I thought Michael Doohan was the 80s, but that was actually Wayne Gardner, was it? Yeah, it wasn't, it's not Mike Doohan, by the way. It's Mick Doohan. Well, I call him Mike. That's just me. Hey, can I mention one that's and come Michael through? And Michael Schumacher when it comes to international. That's Gunner. Thanks. Can I, Gunner. can I mention one that's come through here? Yeah. And it was really sad, and he was a mate of a mate of mine. Um, Payne Stewart, 90 Sport, died in that plane crash. Well, it's led to believe that everyone – Knew it was going to crash. No, well, everyone, whether it was, was that cabin, oxygen, yeah, they all passed out. Passed out. While in air and in uh, autopilot and 
We just had to wait for the plane to, yeah. to, to hit the ground. Yeah, yeah so sad. sad. What a big loss to golf. Yeah, good evening, Sats and Jace. Hot topic in the 90s. Shane Warne gave the world the exciting leg spinner. Of course, that was 1993 in the Ashes. Yep. His yep. first Ashes. His first ball in an Ashes series. You've got to remember the series before that. He got carted all over the place. Many thought that he was never going to be any have any influence at all at test level. Then, yeah, as uh, as you say, he... Uh, he created the flipper, the wrongen, the arm ball, all the tricks sport he gave. Yeah, you're right. And we, we interviewed Ian Healy last week and asked, I asked Ian Healy about knowing which ball Shane Warne was bowling. Did you communicate with each other? Did you, like baseball, did you know what ball was coming? He said, no, actually, he didn't have many tricks to his trade. He was actually, he was no different to any other leg spinner. But if you understand leg spin, it's really difficult to hit the same mark every time. He was just so good at execution. He was just so good at hitting the same mark yep. every time. Yep. And in the end, he'd win because he was so persistent. But also, he was intimidating. Well, he was. The was reputation a, was that he had, game. yeah. He was aggressive. Um, yeah, you're right. You're right. Now, let's let's get on to um, some of the advice in relation to uh, – yep. Oh, another one is the Rugby World Cups, the Cricket World Cups. Yep. Yep. 91-99, of course, we won the Rugby Union World Cup. So it was, uh, what, Nick Farr-Jones was the captain and John Eels in 99. They were really big ones. Did you mention the Robbie O'Davis will save us? Robbie O'Davis, he did save them. Two tries in the 97 grand yeah. final. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for your text. Put and your name on the text Clive too. Churchill medals yep. as well. All right, your gout advice. Gout advice. Okay, let's get into gout <laughs> advice. Um, Lou from Nanengo, she says, don't worry, Sats. I used to get gout. I didn't think females got gout. But anyway. Yeah, no, anyone can get gout. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Thanks, like, Dr. Sats. Yeah, but like you, uh, he, uh, but a change of diet fixed the problem. I think that is part of your problem. But I, I mean, eat healthy. No, you know not I today. I witnessed, you said you had starved yourself all day and then you had a piece of banana bread from McDonald's. Well, I, I fasted because I wanted to see what effect that would have on my arthritis because yep. I wanted to take things out of my diet because I don't know whether it was attributing to... Yeah, and then you and then you chucked a, a piece of banana bread in. That's not very responsible. One more, Sats. Greg from break. Gundy. Boys, I really get I get really bad gout a couple of times a year in my big toe. It always flares up when I eat prawns Christmas. and drink red wine. <laughs> Would love a remedy from any of your listeners. Don't eat prawns and drink red wine, Greg. I can I tell you, Greg? Indicid. But the Indicid no, tablets you, that have to go... No, can you not give... No, you can't say this. Oh, I can't give medical advice? No, you're not a doctor. And but, you're going to say put them in your bum. Well, it's it's one of the quickest ways to get rid of gout is when you take it rectally. You tried to get me to take a Panadol like that the other day and I said no. Mm. <laughs> I'm worried about you. This is Sports Day for your new key Sportage. It's been unleashed. Uh, no more medical advice, I promise. Chris Nelson's on the way next with a Racing Queensland update. You can't do that. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats for Kia. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. Now on Sports Day, time for a Racing Queensland update with Chris Nelson. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. He must have uh, negotiated that back into his uh, contract again, his name in the intro. Hello, Chris Nelson. Jay, that is just so good to hear, isn't it? I'm back. Looks like I've got another job for until the end of the Summer Carnival, at least. How did you get that through the boss? <laughs> Not what you know. 
Yeah, good point. Uh, mate, what's happening this weekend? I know there's plenty happening, well, but I want you to tell our lovely listeners. Well, the Summer Carnival, as that little uh, promo mentioned there, the Summer Carnival kicks off on Saturday at the Sunshine Coast. We've got nine races. got some really good fields. I'm looking forward to the Malula, Malula Bar Cup, but I'm also looking forward to race number uh, seven, which is the Swiss Ace Plate. We've got the likes of uh, Zoo Style resuming, Shooting for Gold resuming, The Move resuming, Garibaldi resuming, all horses uh, that we know well uh, that are heading towards uh, summer carnival races and some big races as we get deeper into the carnival. So really big day. The weather's going to be perfect. If you're out that way near the Sunshine Coast, Caloundra, make sure you head out and enjoy the afternoon. Shooting for Gold, one of my favourite horses back, Chris O. Yeah, look... It's interesting. Zoo style is going to lead. Shooting for gold, courtesy of the wide gates, probably going to give Zoo style a decent start. Look, there's a couple of others. Garibaldi, who I mentioned, has been yep. very, very heavily backed since uh, markets opened yesterday. Halved its price, been about tens into about four dollars fifty. So, and it's a stable mate of Zoo style, who's the favourite. So, once we get closer to the race and they're in the mounting yard, and then what the market does will be very, very interesting for this race. It's, uh, it's going to tell the tale, probably, but. Really looking forward to it. I'm sticking with Zeus style, but uh, I'm not overly confident. Rightio. Uh, let's head to Roma, mate. For the Roma Cup on Saturday, it's going to be a scorcher out there. Yeah, that will be a hot day. Race one goes at 1.07 local time, and a final race, which is race seven, goes at 4.57 if you're in the area. I don't know how many people are in the Roma area, but I'm... There's a lot, <laughs> it's a long way from. There's a lot. It's a long way from most places, but I'm sure there's going to be a big crowd out there. And race six, of course, is the Roma Cup. Now, a horse this morning, I looked in my black book, and one popped out of the black book going around in the Roma Cup. It's called Louis LeJoy, race six, number 12. I remember it well. It ran at Toowoomba last start, and it was very unlucky. Couldn't get a run near the fence. Got through late, charged home. Now, barrier 13 suggests you're going to give a decent start. I'm not sure that's ideal on the sand at Roma, but I'll stick with Louis LeJoy, and we'll back him each way. Rightio. Sounds very interesting indeed. It's a big weekend of racing. The Tab Queensland Summer Racing Carnival has arrived. Head to queenslandsummercarnival.com.au. Gamble responsibly. Call 1800 858 858. Thanks, Chris O. Thanks, Chase. Have a great weekend. Sports Day News Headlines for Polaris, Australia's number one off-road vehicle brand. Uh, yes, let's get into the latest news. Uh, concerns have grown over the safety of Chinese tennis star Peng Shui after an email was sent in her name, telling the world she's okay. I yeah. think there's a little bit more to that one, Sat. Well, this, um, for the listeners that didn't listen to us uh, during the week or didn't hear us, um, yeah, Peng Shui is a uh, doubles winner in Wimbledon and French Open. Went Chinese missing about 12 player, or 13 yeah. years ago, uh, days ago when she made comments and allegations around sexual assault against her by a tennis official. Um, no one has actually physically seen her. And this this release of an email telling everyone in the world that she's okay, she's at home, that was on a government-related website, and yeah, then it was well. released on Twitter. So yeah. I think everyone just wants to see her physically to see Absolutely. that she's okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Get range of confidence for the price of a quad. Visit your local Polaris dealer today. The weather for the weekend ahead. Uh, grow your business as an FBN community builder. Wet weekend on the way for Sydney on Saturday and Sunday. Uh, with tops in the mid-20s, and the clean-up is underway in Forbes, Forbes Shire, Council Mayor Phyllis Miller said the wet weather predicted over the weekend is keeping locals on a knife's mm. edge. Fingers crossed. 
It doesn't have an impact. Become a Farmers Business Network community builder and introduce the future of farming to your community. Good luck, everyone in Forbes. One tech sats. JT and Penrith, blade done slow in the oven with French onion soup. I've never heard of that. It's beautiful, mate. My wife does that in the slow cooker. Yeah. This is Sports Day. The all-new Kia Sportage has been unleashed. We'll get more of your texts on the radio shortly, particularly about your gout treatments, (laughs) your favourite moments from the 90s in sport and the best cuts of meat. I'm starving. Don't know about you. This is Sports Day. Back in a sec. Got something to say? Text us anytime. 0457 736 736. This is Sports Day with Badge and Sats. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.